What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Cilio. We have a special guest going to be joining us in a couple minutes. That will be Ron Jaworski. We'll get his thoughts on all the things going on with the Philadelphia Eagles, some NFL news, and we appreciate everybody coming aboard with us. Thank you so much. You know, the National Football League, they have definitely cornered the market on being relevant 24-7. The NFL dominates the headlines. You know, even the great college basketball game we saw last night for the national championship, by the way, congratulations to Kansas and them winning the national title. The NFL dominates, man. Trades, the upcoming draft, pro days, you know, all of it. The beginning of free agency. NFL has just absolutely cornered the market. And they do such a great job at really being front and center when it comes to the national headlines. So we're really looking forward to having Jaws. Jaws is going to join us here in a couple minutes, by the way. And we're going to get his perspective on some of the things that are going on in the National Football League. I mean, it's it's crazy on how the NFL is now a 24-7 operation. 12 months of the year. Back in the day, man, you had six months off. You had six months off, as advertised. Our dear friend from NFL Films, Ron Jaworski, joins us now, and he jumps aboard with us here on the National Football Show. Jaws, am I right that the nation nation now with the National Football League, man, I mean, it's a 24-7 operation, isn't it, where, I mean, the storylines, the headlines, they lead the way all the time. The NFL has done such a great job of marketing it when there is no football. Dan, first of all, great to be with you. Not really nice to see that Buccaneers jersey and helmet behind you. Uh, <laughs> throws me back to 1979 when those creamsicles beat us in a playoff game down in Tampa. So you're already ruining my day right now. <laughs> you are. It's great to be with you, as usual. And, and, and you are correct. The, the, the NFL is a machine. I mean, from a, a fan involvement 
from a sponsor involvement, uh, from just doing things the right way for the most part. Hey, you know, when you're a machine like they are, there's always going to be some some bumps in the road, but no one does it better than the NFL. I mean, it's it's 360, 24 hours a day, 365, 24 hours a day for the NFL. They're they're amazing. Absolutely. Ron, let's get into the Eagles here. Do you believe Jalen Hurts is the future of this football team? Well, we know he will be for one year. Uh, I, you know, the, the question that people ask me, and obviously, you know, I'm in Philadelphia. I've watched every ball Jalen Hurts has thrown as an Eagle, as an Alabama Crimson Tide, and out there in, in Oklahoma as well. So I, I know the kid's talent, and he's got good talent. He could be a quarterback in this league for 10 years. What I'm always asked is the ceiling. You know, what's the ceiling for him? And I, and I think there is a ceiling. You know, I, I wouldn't say that necessarily about maybe Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, uh, Justin Herbert. You, you watch these guys. There's a, there's a little bit more there of, of the upside. But Jalen brings something that they can't do, like he has shown he can do, and that's the ability to take that run option first. It, it's good and it's bad. Uh, so that is always my concern. And I'll go back just a little bit. I was in Tampa Bay for the Eagles playoff game against the Buccaneers. I called that game with Tom McCarthy for Westwood one. And obviously, you know, I, you know, deep down inside, you know, I'm, I pull for the Eagles, but when I'm calling a game, I'm as 50, 50 down the middle as I, as I can be. And at one point the game was 31, nothing Tampa Bay. I know you can smile now, Dan, it was 31. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, you know, and, and Jalen was just having a, a nightmarish kind of game and just calling the game. I, I could see, you know, guys were open. He was, he was one and done, looking to one receiver, and if the read wasn't there, he was taken off. And quarterbacks that run, run because they can. And and you've almost got to it's it, it, you know it's like a, a trotter at a a horse race. You know you, you they break, and you got to break that habit from quarterbacks that want to run, not go through your progression. So, you know, then I looked at the tape of that game, and I said, my goodness, he just he just didn't have a, a very good game at all. And when you're talking about a guy that you're going to say this is a guy that's going to lead us a world championship. It, it, I can't say yes. I can't say because when I looked at that tape, I said it was a playoff game. This is when quarterbacks have to elevate their game and their team's game, and he just didn't do it. Now, so there's going to be more pressure on him right now to perform at a, at a, at a winning playoff game level. He had a really rock-solid season. Uh, you know, he, he's a different kind of quarterback. He's not going to beat you with the finesse passing game. He's going to beat you with the finesse passing game and his legs, which, is you know, Nick Sirianni figures that's what he's got. He's going to give him another shot this year. We'll, we'll find out. The kid we know is a terrific young man. He'll work his tail off uh, by all accounts. He's, everyone in the locker rooms loves the kid. The organization loves him. Um, he, he, he's, he's the kind of kid you want your daughter to marry, you know, just that, that, yeah. that kind of guy, you know. And, and, and so, hey, I, I root for him. I want him to do great. But if people ask me an objective question, I say, you know, I, I can't say he's the guy. You know, and I'll say this to you, Jawson. Tell me if you agree or disagree. I think, I think there's a low ceiling. I think the style of play is a low ceiling. Vic, Lamar Jackson, we're even seeing injuries there. That RPO style, all the quarterbacks that I saw in the postseason, these are seven-step droppers winning from the pocket. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm talking with Brian Baldinger, you know, during training camp, and he goes, man, this guy's got to get off one read. And you were hearing guys like you and guys like Troy Aikman screaming, going, Dude, the guy's single coverage is open. He's single coverage is open. You're never going to get Devontae Smith to where he wants to go in an RPO system, it seems to me. Am I wrong? Yeah, I, I, I think you're 100% right about progression reading. And I think the guys that stay in this game a long time and have great success are progression readers. And they run 
at the end. Their, their last option is to run and break the pocket. And it's not about just going through your progression. It's about going through your progression quickly. You know, when you break the huddle, you anticipate what the coverage is going to be. You know, hey, I did this for 17 years. When you break the huddle, the players call to anticipate a certain coverage, a certain front. You know, you kind of hoping you get it because that's what the players call for. But you don't always get it. In fact, you're lucky if you get it about 25 percent of the time. So now in your pre-snap phase, you're walking the line of scrimmage. You must read the coverage pre-snap. Get an idea and maybe get the availability of the coverage up to about 50 percent. But there's still 50% you could be dead wrong at. So once the ball is snapped is when all hell breaks loose. Because now what you see is not necessarily what you get. And that quick five-step drop, 2.1 seconds, you've got to read literally 11 people. You literally have to read 11 people in that short of a time span. So it's not only reading the coverage, it's reading the coverage quickly and, and breaking it down and knowing where to go with the football. And that doesn't take a year. It doesn't take two years. It takes a long time. Some guys think they mastered after a couple of years. Tom Brady's still working at it, you know, because coverages change every year. The looks you get change every year. The rules change every year. So if you're not constantly working, getting better, you don't, you don't last long in this league. And that's why, as you know, Dan, the NFL career right now is 3.1 years. When you look at the 1,600-some-odd players in the league, they're going to play for 3.1 years on the average. Not a long time. Absolutely not. Jaws, let me throw this at you here, too. You know, I mean, you know, you, you don't really see a lot of movement in free agency. You saw what they gave Tug of Viola down in Miami. You got a guy who had 104 catches in Jalen Waddle a year ago. That was with Jacoby Brissett and Tua. Now you add Tariq Hill. You see all these other places trying to find quarterbacks and wide receiver combos. I just don't see the Eagles getting him enough help in that huddle. Quez Watkins. Zach Pascal, a very young Devontae Smith. These guys are almost all on rookie deals, too. Wouldn't a veteran wide receiver help his game? If Amari Cooper can help Dak Prescott, wouldn't a veteran wide receiver help Jalen Hurts out and maybe understanding progressions like you're talking? Dan, they tried. They tried this offseason. You know, they just couldn't land anybody. They couldn't get any of the receivers that were available to come to Philadelphia for various and sundry reasons. Who, who knows why? Probably money. When you get on the market for free agent, usually the, the, the big paycheck wins. Um, but, yeah, I, I think clearly the, the miss on Rager last year has come back to haunt him. Um, when you see what Justin Jefferson is doing in Minnesota, I mean – Mike Quick and I are still very good friends, and 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 Mike lives about a driver and nine iron from me. So he, we talk all the time. I talk quarterbacks. He talks receivers around draft time. He knows I study the quarterbacks. You know, he studies the receivers, and uh, we pretty much that year we had them kind of the same. We we had Jefferson ahead of Rager, and when the Eagles took Rager ahead of Jefferson, we were both kind of surprised. Now, not that you know we're we're experts. They have a lot more experts on those on the Eagles staff than we do, but we felt it was pretty cut and dry that Jefferson was the guy and. I think in hindsight, you can always say, oh, yeah, look, the numbers have borne that out. But, you know, I, I think the Eagles expected more from Rager uh, in, in the kickoff game uh, and the punting game. And he didn't give that to him. That, he, he was, that's one area he would, I, I would say I projected him to be, you know, a guy that's going to, you know, give you some punt returns, give you some kick returns. He didn't. That part didn't come into his game. But, um, you know, if, if they would have hit on Rager, along with Defonte Smith, along with Quez Watkins, along with Dallas Goddard, now you see you could have a lot more weapons. So I think the miss on Rager has really come back to haunt them. Now, hey, the kid's only going his third year. Who knows? Maybe he'll have that epiphany and break out of it and you know become a great player. But uh, he hasn't shown that yet. Jaws, do you look at the trade? I, I, 
Gary Cobb and both Barrett and I, Barrett Brooks and I, we all said this, this, this team needs players, not draft picks. I mean, they need playmakers and guys who move the sticks. There's no question getting another one and another two fundamentally jaws, you add to the treasure chest of what you have. But like you said, some of the misses, the Derek Barnett's and some of these other guys that they've not landed on that one pad that they've needed to land has really come back to bite them both defensively and offensively. If you want to really look at it, how do you look at this trade? Yeah. I, I, you know, it, it, I actually like the trade. Um, you know, I don't particularly know exactly what the Eagles salary cap situations be or guys are going to resign or guys they may try to sign. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot that plays into what they're doing. You have three first round picks, you know, in, in the end of the day, it's going to cost you a lot of money four or five years from now. It, it's going to cost you. And, and I think I, I think how gets a little bit of a bad rap. Yeah, he's, he's made some mistakes. I mean, it's a crapshoot. Dan, you and I, but you, you played this game. I played this game. You know, we've seen these uh, high draft choices come in and they they stink. You know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look at Jordan. I mean, look at to yeah. your point, Jordan Alada, seventh rounder, is a potential fifteen year guy. And some of the guys that we talk about in the first round, you know, I mean, it just yeah. it it really is the luck of the draw sometimes on where you go and what system you fit yeah. in. And if you had Barrett Brooks and Gary Cobb, Philadelphia guys on, on your show, you you know how much everyone in this town loves Jordan Mylott. It's just a great success story with Jeff Stoutland, the offensive line coach, finding this kid that never put on a football helmet, never played football before in his life. And I still still remember when his, his rookie year, uh, the Eagles invite me to their their, their rookie uh, dinner. It's in the locker room when they draft all the rookies and we sit around it. And this damn big old guy <laughs> come walk in the room. I said, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> and someone said, oh, he's a rugby player. I said, I don't care what he did. I mean, he blocked the sunlight from the door when he walked in. Six foot seven, I mean, 360 pounds and a dancing bear. I mean, the feet, the movement. Now, hey, it, it took him a couple of years to learn how to play in the NFL. But you said it. They've got a 10 to 12 year all pro left tackle now because they found the guy. They, you know, you, you can knock first and second round draft choice. But finding this guy in the seventh round in Australia, I mean, that's some scouting, my friend. Absolutely there. Josh, you know, I, I, let, 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 me, let me ask you a fundamental historical question about your Eagles. And I'm, I've been covering them a lot more now since we're based in Philadelphia. And let me say this to you. I looked at the history. Of the Harold Carmichael is the number one all-time leading yardage guy. This, you, you've got guys that were playing in the game 40 years ago. You've had one 4,000-yard passer in the history of the franchise. You've had one 1,000-yard receiver. I think Jeremy Macklin was the last guy. I mean, the fundamentals of this team is running the ball. Why, why do you hear ownership wanting to have a prolific passing game when, Jaws, you, you, you were a physical football team going all the way back to your time? You threw to Carmichael. You threw to Mike Quick. Those guys are still one and three all time. It's not the history of the franchise. The history of the franchise is like with my boy, Jerome Brown, kicking your ass on defense, yep. point of attack, third down efficiency, which you were awesome at. That's what made that. Why, why do you think ownership and the front office 
want to try to get away from that identity. Or am I wrong? No, no, you're right. And I think you have to look at the identity of the National Football League right now. Okay. You know, and and, and again, I I hate to talk about like, you know, the good old days, the old days, you know, when we played the game, because we hear enough of that stuff, you know. I used to hear about that from Chuck Bednarik when when I was playing, you know, and I said, Chuck, forget it, man. You were the old timer. I, I don't want to be – I'm never going to whine like Chuck Bednarik used to I got to show you this before you go on. Watch this. So my uncle and him, my uncle's this guy. No, Andy Robostelli from okay, the New York Okay, so Football when you talk Giants. to those guys, I used to yep. tell my uncle all the time, yeah, you guys rolled your helmets up and put them in your back pocket. Yeah, he goes, son, <laughs> okay, let me just tell you something, all right? Yeah, Try playing yeah. 14 years. I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah, I, yeah. I get the old man get off my lawn, guys. And you're right. The game has evolved, hasn't it, Jaws? But, but I, you know, I, I, you know, as you know, you know, I, I was an owner of Philadelphia Soul of the Arena Football League for a lot of years. And I would play in the NFL now like this like the arena football league yeah. because the rules allow the passing game to flourish. You can't touch a guy after five yards. I do remember the old days, you know, Willie Brown and some of those guys in, at, in the corner and Lester Hayes and Mullen guys. Now they touch a guy with a fingernail five yards down the field. I wouldn't waste my time running the football. Not, and, I, you know, I could easily say, huh. ah, it's not football anymore. That's not smash not football. You know, you got to be the physical. T- no, the rules have changed. I, 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 the only time, I'd, like in the Arena Football League, I would rest my quarterback's arm and may call a draw play one time. I'd be slinging all over the place because the rules allow you to do that. And, by the way, Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, they want to be a passing team. They tried to be a passing team last year at the start of the season with Jalen Hurts throwing 48 times a game. They couldn't win a game. So they evolved back to running the football game, playing to the strength of their offense, which was the running game and their multiple running backs that they they like to use. So they couldn't win throwing the football. They had to win being balanced on offense. But as the game evolved, not only in the NFL – but you look at what college is doing, what high school is doing, what the summer leagues are doing. It's all throw ball because the rules let you do it. And Just by the way, you know what? By the way, Dan, you know you can't touch the quarterback anymore either. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Could you imagine <laughs> you and Sims? I mean, my God Almighty, oh. you guys. I mean, uh, you guys would have played fifty years. I got two last questions for you, sure. Jaws. I don't know what credit card the Rams are using. When it comes to building a team, I mean, here, here, here's one team like the Eagles, Jaws, that got all these draft choices for the next two years, massive amount of draft choices. And then you look at the Rams and you're like, okay, these guys don't care. I think they have another draft in the first round, another pick in the first round in 2050. Is that a new thing in the NFL too, Jaws, that you think like the last two Super Bowl champions have really been built through free agency more so than really having core guys on the team. How, I, I, how, is that I, just evolving that way as well? I, you know, I, I don't know if, if there is an evolution to it. I, I, you know, I think there are two ways to do it. Obviously, the, the Rams, the Buccaneers, the last few Super Bowl champs have shown the free agent market, you know, fill in the holes, pay guys a lot of money. That has worked. You know, we've also seen historically, you know, the Patriots way and, you know, build it through the draft and that sort of thing and build it with your own. I don't know if there's a right way or a wrong way because we've seen it work either side you know you, you can build through the draft or you can sign free agents but if you look at you know it's a copycat league all of a sudden the rams win it the buccaneers win it with free agency everyone saying hey that's the way to win it so let's spend some money and that's what teams i think will evolve to but it'll eventually come back i'm the, i'm a believer kind of in the draft first give me good young players that are going to be there for 10 years although you can't say that anymore because by the time to get that second contract it's money time pay me the show me the money at that point 
So I don't, I don't think there is a right way or a wrong way. It's, 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 a, it's a philosophy that a front office would have. Do you believe Tom Brady pushed Bruce Arians out? No, hell no, no. I, I, you know, they, they, they had a really, really good relationship. I, I, I don't, I don't think. Any, By the way, I'm having a month tomorrow, yeah. and I agree yeah. with you. I just, yeah. I think it's media stuff, right? I, I, come on, this you just said we're 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Hey, let's talk about Brady because you don't want people perk up. <laughs> people perk. <laughs> let's just talk about Brady. Hey, what, what happened with Bruce Aarons? Nothing. What do you mean nothing happened? Something had to happen. <laughs> you know, I mean, let's fabricate a story. Let's manufacture one. That's what fans want. That's why you and I are talking. Absolutely. <laughs> people want to hear what we have to say. Play today, could he? Who's that? Lawrence Taylor couldn't play today in today's NFL. No, Just because be, of the way he hit people. The he'd way be in jail. He'd, he'd be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, hey, Lawrence. It was funny when we, I played, you know, I played against him, you know, twice a year. People think I put him in the Hall of Fame. He sacked me so many damn times. But I always thought, and Lawrence and I played golf in the off season a few times when he came in the league, and I really think he liked me. Because he had some really opportunities to like dislodge my neck from my shoulders and my, you know, ram my face in the ground. And he would kind of just wrap me up gently and put me on the ground. So, because I got to befriend him a little bit on the golf course. But I mean, <laughs> I, but, but, but Dan, you know, you, I, I was at a Hall of Eagles Hall of Fame dinner a few, a few months ago and they showed the, the highlights of Jerome Brown and Reggie White and Seth Joyner. Those guys would be in jail. I mean, yeah. from the hits that they, I'm spearing with the helmet, taking guys. The game is different now. You know, and, and, and I quite honestly, I will say for a better way, I, I think, it's, yeah. you know, they, they realize we, we, we did it for a long time. It's a violent, violent game. And, and to see the game being played uh, differently now is, is OK with me. Now, in the beginning, I'm saying, oh, they're making it too soft and too easy. But now, you know, when I think of my 17 year career and 30 concussions and all those things, hey, I'm glad they're making the game a little easier. Final question for you. Dick Vermeil going into the Hall of Fame, you had to be thrilled to death to see a guy who took over a program in Philly, then took over a program in St. Louis, and they were just completely down and then turned those two teams into championship teams. Even his tenor uh, when he was in Kansas City, you had to be thrilled to death for him. No question. And, and, and you know, when I got word uh, uh, that uh, he got inducted, is going to get inducted in the Hall of Fame when he got in, it was like it, tears are coming down my eyes. Uh, I, I I called him as soon as I got word, and he was he was in the airport uh, in San Francisco going to his Napa Valley winery, and I'm talking to him in the airport, and we're, we're both crying like like little babies, you know. I mean, it is such a tremendous honor and to play for that guy, and, and, and you know, you talk about the teams that that he you know led and the great success. Dick Friel was the kind of guy if you put him in charge of IBM or a major corporation, they would be successful because he knows how to treat people the right way. He was tough. He was hard. He was demanding, but he was also compassionate and he cared about people and he knew how things work. You know, you could take individuals and put them together and make them work. And that's what Dick Vermeil did. It was a long coming like it was for Harold Conrad getting the Hall of Fame. But I could not be more proud. Uh, to, to be a part of a group of Harold Carmichael and Dick Vermeil and we'll be in early August in Canton, Ohio, when Dick goes up on that stage. So I'm very, very excited and could not be happier. Joss, can I sneak one more in? Sure, you got it, Dan. I'll talk okay. to you all day if you want. <laughs> Doug Peterson, the success that you think he has in Jacksonville and the success you think he has with Trevor Lawrence. 
I think he'll have great success. He understands the quarterback position. I still think it's a travesty he, he lost his job in Philadelphia. In fact, I don't think any coach, you know, the, all the guys that got, got fired, you know, the, the Mike Smiths of the world and uh, Bill O'Brien, all those guys that lost their jobs, uh, you know, during a, 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 a pandemic, I, I think it was unfair. It wasn't – you couldn't coach fairly. There was no offseason, no preseason. And I, I just think it was totally unfair that coaches lost their job. And, but I'll, I'll, I'll get off of that and say I think Doug is a terrific coach. And, and I've known him since the early 90s when he was with the Miami Dolphins. So we go way, way back. He understands the quarterback position. He understands personality and team building. I, I, and and he, the key is he understands the quarterback position. He's been around the Marinos, the Farves as a backup quarterback. He's been around great coaches like Mike Holmgren and Steve Mariucci, guys that understand the quarterback position. So Trevor Lawrence will be protected. I'll guarantee he'll think protection first of Trevor Lawrence, and he will build a team around him. Hey, it probably won't happen this year. It'll happen year two and year three. I think the people in Jacksonville should be excited. that They've got a guy with great charisma, great leadership skills leading that organization. Now, they got to leave him alone now. they got to leave him alone. Uh, you know, they're, 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 there's a reason the Jaguars have struggled. They're not leaving the damn coach alone. You know, and you gotta you got to let the coach coach. Let him put it together. Let, it, let him fail on his own or succeed on his own. Don't have all his owners meddling and GMs meddling and all those things. Let him coach. Well, once they got Urban Liar out of there, um, <laughs> it's the, it's the, I, I, did, I I love Urban Meyer. I mean, I I hate Urban Meyer because I think he was a BS artist, and that was never going to fly with NFL guys. And I said this before about Doug and Frank Reich. I go, one of the reasons that the Eagles won that Super Bowl, you had two perennial backup quarterbacks behind great guys looking at that guy, Nick Foles, going, I know what you're going through. And I know what you need. I'm going to lead you there. And when you have, to me, Jaws, the greatest moment in Super Bowl history is this. How about the Philly special? Cool, let's run it. Go yeah, ahead. That's right. Yeah, I'm there like you go. This. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. coaching. Well, you listen to your quarterback. You know, hey, they got a feel. He, he, he's got a shot to execute it. Not that guy on the side with the headphones on. The coach had to execute it. And by the way, you, you mentioned Urban Meyer. And I knew he was done when he didn't get on that plane in Cincinnati. And, and, and hey, Dan, you know players. You played. I know players. I played. Once he didn't get on that plane with his right team on. after a game, it was done. D O N E. Stick a fork in him. That's not leadership. I mean, you could be the greatest X's and O guy in the world if you don't stand with your team through thick or thin as a head coach, a coach, or even a player. See you later, because you're never going to win with guys like that. Or I and me, not we. Coach, you know, I've never seen a coach, Jaws, never get on an airplane with a team because he wanted to stay behind unless he was sick or something. I. I had never seen that or heard of that. And I'm like, man, you're supposed yeah. to go in in the good and in the bad, man. That's right. I could like never I see Jimmy no, that, Johnson. That, that, that was, I said he was done. He was done. I don't care how many apologies he could make, who, how many times the owner called him in. He was done. When you lose respect to the guys you're coaching and leading, you don't have a chance. Absolutely. Jaws, it's been great talking with you, man. I know you're swamped all the time, and you always find time for me. Thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate it. Can I come? Can I come over and take that helmet and that uh, that Leroy no, no, Selman no, jersey see, down? Although, right, right here, <laughs> no, I love Leroy. One of the, Selman, hey, let me tell you something. Man. One of the great greatest man. people. I tell everyone this: the most unblockable guy. He's the best three technique defensive end in a thirty-four defense in history, mm -hmm. and one of the nicest people. And when I got yep. drafted to the Buccaneers, he gave me this. And, um, I, you know, he, he, he gave me all this stuff and I was like, we're, I was so such an honor. I wore 93 in college at Miami because of him. 
And Jaws, he used to kill you too, yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know, I would still go to his restaurant over by the stadium. I'd oh, yeah, the- that's right. Me, Roy Selman's. <laughs> Jaws, thank you, brother. All right. Thanks, Dan. Always a pleasure being with you. You bet, my friend Ron Jaworski. We'll take your thoughts now. Hit the like button, please. We really appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you so much to Jaws for starting the show off. Okay, let's reset here. You know, I've been on the middle with my friend Barrett Brooks for the last couple weeks here. And, you know, there's no question that he and I look at that trade that the Eagles made with the Saints, and we say this, this football team, they need players, not draft picks. However, Ron's right. It's a fundamentally sound deal. You add a one and a two. You can't get away from that. But what this trade also now has made me come to realize is that there's no question. 2022 is the year for Jalen to prove the point that he has gotten better and that he is going to be the future of this football team. Jaws is not sold yet. Jaws is not sold yet, okay? He's not not sold yet that Jalen Hurts is the guy. He's not sold. You heard him say it. But this draft coming up and next year's draft with the trade that they just made, okay, the trade that they just made is guaranteeing that Jalen Hurts is going to get another opportunity in 2022. Let me ask you guys this. If you really want to give Jalen the opportunity to be a success, what would help him more? Another Rookie wide receiver or a veteran wide receiver? Some of you are saying this to me all the time. Seals, wait for the draft to play out. Okay. So those people who believe that someone in the draft is going to help Jalen Hurts elevate his game, is that what you're saying? You know, I thought about that after doing the morning show. And I thought about that as I was preparing for you guys. I said, I was like, you know, help me out. So you think another guy who's got to figure out how to play in the NFL, you heard what Jaw said. The average NFL career is three years. You're an average NFL player if you play three years. You know, I never thought about that for, you know, whatever it means. But, you know, I lasted three years on numerous rosters. Cowboys, Lions, and Bucks. So I turned out to be an average NFL player. I'm pretty good with that. I'm pretty good with that. Should it have been longer? Absolutely. But I'm an average NFL player, like Jaws says. Huh. Okay. I'll take that. The average guy plays three years. Hmm. I did play the 3.1. So we're going to sit here and say that Jalen needs another rookie to improve his game? Is that what you're saying? I don't see that. He needs a veteran wide receiver. Chris said it. We all said big body wide out. Smile says nothing can help below average quarterbacks except the running game. Okay, that's what Smile says. Cornerback, according to Razor, must be a high priority. Razor, you really think that Howie's going to go defense in this draft? 
the kid from Cincinnati is probably the best athlete. The DB from Cincinnati is probably the best athlete in the draft. I'm an average truck driver. I'm okay with it. Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you, Nikki, for putting reality back into the conversation. Thank you very much. Give me AJ Green. You guys are just looking. Hey, I love that too. I know, Nikki. Nikki, welcome aboard. By the way, please hit the like button. I love that. Hey, I'm, you know, hey, wait a minute. I lasted more than three years in my marriage. I've been married 30 years. Hey, okay. I'm above average in my marriage. Thank you very much, Nikki. <laughs> oh, man. The Eagles do not need more draft picks. The Eagles need more players. Okay. They need more players. I've been saying that. More players. All right. Hit the like button. I want to ask you a question about Nick Sirianni. I want you to answer it. Do you think Sirianni's the right coach to elevate Jalen Hurts' game? Do you think he is, okay, the coach that he needs? He doesn't have a lot of skilled guys around him. Is the coach the right coach around him? Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Thanks so much to Jaws for coming aboard. Please hit the like button. We really appreciate it. By the way, a little programming note. On Thursday, our redo, we're going to get Bruce Arians on the program. The former head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will join us on Thursday, and we'll kind of bury some of the narrative that's out there. You heard Jaws, if you missed it, was at the beginning of the uh, show, obviously, and he jumped aboard with us early, and we were able to ask him that question. Do you think Tom Brady proves Bruce Arians out? He's like, absolutely not. So I, I, I agree. Okay, I think Bruce really was a guy that wanted to had have a progression plan, and I think that's always been something that he wanted to do. He wanted to leave a team for a minority coach, not to have to take one of these crappy jobs, and I really do believe that that is going to be, again, one of the statements that you'll always make about Bruce Arians. The versatility and the diversity that he had inside of his coaching staff, the way he coached his players, the no-bullshit attitude that he had, I'd love to have played for Bruce Arians. That's why we're friends. Love Bruce Arians. So Thursday, the former head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be on with us. Let me ask you something here. I keep hearing people, and people always say this to me. You know, Jalen can be Dak Prescott. I want to take a look at that, for instance, here. I want to look at Dak's numbers here, for instance. How many people believe that Jalen Hurts can be Dak Prescott? Could he be the same talent as Dak? Do you think he could achieve the same goals that Dak Prescott has sent? Do you think he could do this? Do you think he can be that kind of player when we're talking about the ceiling for Jalen Hurts? Big Pickens says Dak has always had weapons. If Hurts develops, he could be better than Dak. That's what 215 says. Okay, so let me throw this at you here. Here are the numbers that you think that Jalen Hurts can achieve. 36-67. Yeah, that's his first year throwing. Jalen was at what, 3,100? Jalen was at 3,100, right? 36. Then he went to 33. Then 38.85. Then he had 49.02. You think Jalen Hurts can hit the ceiling of 49.02 and 30 touchdowns? This last year, he had 44.49, 4,449, and 37 touchdowns. That's the high in touchdowns. 37 was this last year. And in 2019, the year before he got hurt, he threw for 49.02. Do you think Jalen Hurts can throw for 5,000 yards, basically? Do you really believe that? That he has the potential to throw for 5,000 yards? Do you think he can? Horn Frog, no. Sills, wearing my wife's glasses. Actually, they're my wife's, not yours. 
30 TDs, 4,000 plus. Okay? You think he can achieve that? Let's see here. Daz says he needs to throw 33 times a game. Okay? Steve says, F no, Sills. Daz, 33 touchdowns. Hell no. 81703. Let's see 4,000 first. Baby steps. Razor says, I'm praying for 4K. Okay. So we can't be, and clearly this, he's not going to be Dak with the offense that he has right now. Okay. Yell says, depends on the run game. I think Jaws is right, man. I think Jaws is right. You know, it's funny. Jaws said something. Jaws says something in that interview, and I want you guys to go back if you missed it. If Jaws was quarterbacking, listen to this. Wow. I never thought about it until just a second. Jaws said this. If he was the quarterback for the Eagles today, he would never run the ball. He would never run it. He would throw almost every down. So the Eagles being the number one team and rushing to him is not today's NFL. That's why the general manager and the head coach want to get into modern times because what they're doing right now may have been good in 2017, but in today's NFL, 2022, it's obsolete. Jaw said he would never run the ball. He'd never run it. When you go back and listen, he says that in the interview. He says that in the interview. Not running the ball. So the Eagles do the one thing that teams are like trying to get away. I'm not saying you can't run the ball and don't want run the ball. But when Tom Brady runs the ball, Tom Brady runs the ball for what for what reason? For play action. Even if they get no yards on the play, they're still running it to keep the defense honest, even if they're getting 2.9 yards a carry or 3-1 or whatever. You break one open. You have to keep that defense basically honest when you're running the ball like that. Really, it's not about, it's not about the amount of times you carry the ball in a game. It's about the effective run plays that set up play action is what Jaws was talking about. Jaws basically, in our interview, said that the Eagle offense is obsolete. Sack says, no receivers, no chance. Prince says, it's the set up play action. It matters? Yeah, I think it matters, but not the amount matters. I think what you do on those plays to set up your passing game. Carl goes, Jaws was sacked too much. That may be, hey, hey, that may be true. But picking, wait a minute. Need a thousand yard back? No, you don't. Let me show you this. Let me show you how the draft is going and how the draft has been going for the last couple of years. Do you know there won't be one running back taken in the upcoming NFL draft? 
When I played, there were three or four guys that would go in the draft that were running backs. Now, they're all receivers. They are all receivers today. It's a completely different NFL. He's right. I never thought about that. I'm going to bring that up with Barrett tomorrow, too. Flat out, running, running the ball 40 times is not effective because it's not developing your passing game. And that's exactly what the Eagles did. They knew that they were behind in the passing game because the quarterback could barely find single coverage. So what did they do? They one-dimensionalized the offense. That's what they did, and that's how they leaned on the best part of their football team. When your stars are in your O-line, I don't know. That's kind of what the Dallas Cowboys have right now. Their best stars are their like left guard and their tackle. Zeke's no star anymore. Dak is a little bit overrated. CeeDee Lamb, I don't know, maybe, okay. Best part of that football team to me, though, is in the O-line and Micah Parsons. Yeah, Jaws was like, hey, it's like arena ball. I'd throw it every down. That's what he said, basically. I would throw it every down. Look at Razor. If the Bills were smart, they should take Brees Hall and then five years you'll see a stud. You know what, Razor? Can you imagine that Kelly Gunn in today's NFL? It'd be just absolutely the perfect offense. That Kelly Gunn in today's NFL would be unbelievable. Sack says, need to take the Patriots approach with developing a quarterback by throwing to the tight ends. Sack, not only tight ends, but also the slot. Brady made a career throwing to the slot position. And what was the number one thing he did with tight ends? Brady come to the line of scrimmage. He would be talking to Gronk or Aaron Hernandez. You know what he would say? Block and release. Stay in and block. It would be a last second checkoff. How many times have you seen that checkoff? Brock, release, catch, touchdown, Gronk. And, and by the way, it's true. Yale's right. You're talking about a Hall of Fame tight end, the greatest tight end, in my opinion, that's ever played. This guy had Chris Carter hands and could block at the point of attack like he was Mark Bavaro. I mean, what a football player. Gronkowski's the best tight end I've ever seen. I thought Kellen Winslow Sr. was the best tight end I had ever seen in my lifetime. The best tight end to ever live is Gronkowski. For his size at 6'7", the way he blocked, and get this, if, blo- if, he's, if he's getting shut out of the passing game, Gronk can knock your teeth out because he's one of the best blocking tight ends in history. That's what made him such a double threat. Okay, you want to take me out? I'm going to knock the shit out of you at the line of scrimmage. That's what he did, and that's why he's such a tough cover, and that's why Brady benefited from him. Absolutely, man. Can you And, and, and get this, Dallas Goddard, Gronkowski, you're not in the same world. Dallas is a good player. He ain't that. He'll never be that. Finding that guy is impossible. Look look, look at the tight end position. Kittle in San Francisco. Kelsey in Kansas City. Look at what they're doing with the tight end position in both Miami, Dallas, Look at how that's starting to develop into like the go-to position. That's almost like your possession wideout now 
where back in the day, Michael Irvin was the possession guy. Jaws had a great running game. He did, but that was a different NFL. It was a different NFL. Different. Yale, I think Pitts is going to be a fine player, Kyle Pitts down in Atlanta. But I think he's not a physical enough guy. And that's why when Dan Mullen was talking about him coming out of Florida, you got to put him more to the wide side of the field in an open space. Because I thought that Georgia, Alabama, and all those teams that played against him, I thought they did a nice job on him, especially when they put a body on him. Chris says Goddard, well, better than the guys you just, absolutely. Who? You're out of your mind. This guy thinks that Dallas Goddard's going to be better than Gronkowski, Kittle, and Kelsey. Hey, I can't get on you, man. You love your Eagles. It's all good. You're a homer. It's all good. Sean says you can't say that about Goddard, his first season being a number one. Huh. Really? Okay. We'll see. You see Gronkowski and Dallas Goddard. (laughs) Okay. You see Travis Kelsey and Dallas Goddard. You see Travis Kelsey in him. Wow. Wow. Pickett says Dallas has got promise. But we better slow down. Sydney, I pray to God that, that Tom Brady and Jalen Hurts are talking. Can you imagine, guys, and he's right, I know Tom House, and you know what's going on? I got to take a timeout, okay? I got to take a timeout. By the way, I got to ask you about the Sirianni question. Guys, I heard something here in Southern California about Jalen Hurts and Tom Brady. I think you're going to really love it. I think you're going to really love it. I do. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy Dan Scalio. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. Jordan, you're right. I think they are taking a wide receiver. I do. But I don't know if that helps Jalen. Another rookie receiver? So you got Zach Pascal, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins. You think that improves his game? You think that helps Jalen Hurts? Let me get to that in a little bit here, but let me – Give you a little bit of insight here, okay? Yeah, okay. So John McMullen thinks that they're taking a wide receiver. But he thinks it's not for Jalen. Look, this trade, in my opinion, ensures that Jalen Hurts is getting the 2022 season to prove whether or not he's the guy. So you're on a one-year prove-it plan. That's not a franchise quarterback, friends. Okay, he's got 17 games to prove it. Jalen Hurts has 17 games left in his career in Philadelphia. Or maybe he doesn't. Maybe it's more. He's got 17 ball games to prove he can play here. And play in the system they want. John McMullen thinks that they're going to start building this football team for a prolific type passing quarterback. And by the way, it ain't Malik Willis. That guy comes from the Hugh Freeze RPO offense. They're not going to run RPOs in Philly. They proved that after a 2-5 and five start. So get Malik Willis out of your head. That ain't happening. Philadelphia does not want an RPO quarterback because they don't have an RPO coach. It's not what they're doing. They tried that shit at the beginning of the year last year, and it was a failure. They're not doing that. RPOs and wide receivers, it's like oil and grease. They don't mix. So Malik Willis has no fit into this offense. He's out. Could it be the Kenny Pickett kid? I highly doubt that they're going quarterback. But they're going to want a guy that throws the ball. And by the way, I saw somebody say, well, Russell Wilson and Steve Young, they run. Russell Wilson and Steve Young are 
some of the most accomplished, accurate passers of all time. When Young left the NFL, he was the all-time completions percentage guy in NFL history. Steve Young ran when he had to, not because he needed to. Russell Wilson doesn't run because he wants to. He runs because he has to at times because of the breakdown in the O-line. Hurts runs on plays that are designed for him to run. That's not an offense Philadelphia wants. They're telling you that. They've told you that even at the NFL Combines. That's not how that's going to work. That's not what they're going to do. Malik Willis is a 1,000% RPO guy. He was that way at Auburn, and he was that way at Liberty. I've seen the film, and I've watched it, and I know who Hugh Freeze is. Hugh Freeze at Liberty is a guy that believes in RPOs. Well, unless you're in Arizona or places like that, that's not what they want in Philly. Okay? That's right, Steve. Hurts runs in clean pockets. Gets back, can't find the first guy, takes off. That's not NFL football. That's Conference USA, MAC football. You play that crap in MAC football or USA. Matt Corral is another RPO guy. You ain't putting that guy in Philly. They don't want RPOs. They showed you that, and they moved off of that last year. And get this, they didn't win balls because of Jalen. They won ball games because they ran the damn ball. And when they tried to throw the ball, they go up to the Meadowlands and shit the bed. Right? The team should have won 10 ball games last year. 10 ball games. Okay, and, and, and do they have the coach? You know, I said this before, too, and I, we opened the show, and then Jaws came on, and I really didn't get a chance to hit on it. But that team needs a veteran wideout desperately. And some of you were saying, well, they tried to get Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley? Jesus, criminy. Cannot we get somebody that doesn't have dents in the fender? And to me, it was Calvin Ridley Simmons. That when I see Calvin Ridley, I think of Calvin Ridley Simmons. Oh, I got to take time off because you know I'm not. Why? Because you didn't get a contract. Get out of my face. Get out of my face. That's a guy you were gonna bring to Philly. Well, you know I didn't get my contract, and you know, um, well, you know, holy cow, Ben Simmons, Calvin Ridley. The same guys to me. Weak. Let me take a day off. Dude, everyone's got issues in life. Guy gets up off his ass every day, goes to work. When you like to take the day off, yeah, I'm not feeling good, man. A little depressed, man. Bills are piling up. Can I take a day off? Hell no. Let me take a day off. That's why people hate the NBA. Take a day off, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. LeBron's not playing tonight. What a stiff. I hate that sport. After watching the national championship game on Monday night, and you're watching that, and you're watching those kids play their asses off up and down the court, all those lead changes, fighting back from 16 down. Man, that to me was fun watching that last night. Okay, I had a great time watching that game last night. 
And you, 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 you hear all these guys taking nights off, load management, whatever, dude. That's why your sport sucks. That's why barely anybody's watching it. That's why people like Embiid, because he plays his ass off all the time, playing hard. Ever since you got rid of that loser, Ben Simmons, that guy's been a better player. Think about that. And the guy that you chased out of town, Jimmy Butler, you imagine if you had Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid and, and, and James Harden. <laughs> okay. Simmons is suing the Sixers. The Nets should sue Simmons. The guy's Casper the Ghost. I don't see him. Some days I see him, some days I don't. Had to show up to Philly, though, in his um, mustard, um, his Oscar Minor Wiener um, outfit, that mustard outfit. He looked like a hot dog. <laughs> what a toolbox. Can't stand that guy because you know why? He'll look in the mirror, man, years from now and go like this. Man, did I piss that away? Or maybe he won't because some of these guys are just oblivious to reality. It just it, 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 it sharpens your mind a little more when you watch people implode like that. And you see people just like, just melt down like that. Here, Lou. You guys are going to dig this. Tom Brady and Jalen Hurts are going over situational play calling with Tom House. And Brady and him, or I should say Jalen, is following Tom Brady around in Southern California right now. Like he is a, the mentor, Brady, and the disciple is Jalen. He's following him around. Brilliant. I can't wait to tell Barrett this tomorrow. That's what he's doing. It's not just throwing the ball with Tom House. He's working with Tom Brady. Brady passing knowledge on to him, talking to him. It's a fact. Talking with Tom. Hey, Nick Sirianni, no disrespect. No disrespect. Thank you, coach. Um, being given lessons from the GOAT. Not rumor, dude. When you work with Tom House, he has a schedule. And the quarterbacks come in, and they're all there throwing with receivers, and they're all in there. They're talking with one another. Jalen Hurts is part of this. Tom House is the former relief pitcher for the Braves who has a throwing school. But it's more than a throwing school. So, there's more going on here than just throwing out patterns in Southern California, okay? These guys, you know, are now throwing in Malibu. You know, they're, they're, they're going out there every morning and then they're sitting in the afternoons talking about situational things that pop up. You know what this tells me about Jalen? Jalen knows that he has to get better at progression reading. The only thing holding him back is reading defenses. He has every other fundamental. I'll tell you something. Knowing now that I know that he is working with 
Tom Brady and Brady's guys and Guerrero, the strength and conditioning guy, I don't know. That can't be a bad thing. That can't be a bad thing. Probably improve his arm strength. He may come back this season, and he may be 10 times the player that he is. Okay? Hey, look, there's other areas. Xander's like his arm would look a lot better if he could read a defense. That's what I kind of what I said. Progression reading is the only thing holding him back. Let me say something to you here. Who do you think had a stronger arm, Peyton Manning or Jalen Hurts? Peyton Manning had a noodle. Peyton Manning, the big critique on him coming out of Tennessee is that he didn't have a strong arm. But why do you think he worked with Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison two hours before every single game? Those receivers were on cue every single time. 15-yard ins, 11-yard seam patterns, everything throwing into the slot. They were doing things like you could almost be blindfolded. Manning needed that. He knew he didn't have the fundamental skills that, say, a Jeff George or somebody with a gigantic arm had. He had to be more precision. He had to have a knowledge of the game. Doesn't it show you? You can have the strongest tools in the toolbox, but if you don't know where everything goes, it doesn't really matter. Peyton Manning is the prime example of a quarterback who fundamentally couldn't run, didn't have a very strong arm, and will go down as one of the greatest, maybe top five quarterbacks ever to play the game because of hard work. So can you get better? It's got to be more this. I, I, I tell people this all the time. I wish to God I did more. You know, what's crazy is that I did more studying um, you know, when I was in college and I did in the NFL and I needed to do reverse, more studying in the NFL. Look, I got to take a timeout. I want to hit on the Sirianni topic too. I think it's important, okay? Guys, please hit the like button. Hour two coming up. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hour two, National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Cilio. Thank you so much for coming aboard. Man, that first hour went fast. And did Jaws bring it? If you missed it, please go back and watch it. He was really right to the point with Jalen. He said that he's not sure yet. He's just not sure. Said something else interesting, too, that if he was in today's game and he was the quarterback of the Eagles, he would not run the ball at all. Isn't it funny? The one thing that the Eagles do exceptional, he would not do. He would throw the ball. He says that's the game today. The game is completely evolving into just – it's more a setup. The, the run game sets up the pass game now. Whereas before, the passing game was mostly on a third down scenario or if you were in long yardage. Okay, now it sets up play action. And everything comes from mostly the gun, okay? The passing game is so essential. That's why the Eagles want to get away from what they're doing. And I I even brought it up with Jaws. In the history of the Eagles, they've never had this. So this is going to be kind of like a transformation for Philadelphia to get away from it. And this is why I believe, quite frankly, exactly what Jaws said is why they're not 100% in on – they're in – watch this. Xander said it too. Xander said that John McMullen thinks they're drafting a quarterback – or excuse me, they're drafting a wide receiver for a different quarterback. That's why they're not bringing anyone in for Jalen to really help them. Because they don't want that style. I think they really love the kid. I think they're very comfortable. Had given the kid an opportunity to see if he can come in here and further his game. Here, you want you know what? I, I, I think this is where they are. You tell me if you think I'm completely wrong. I think that they were pleasantly surprised from the 2021 year. I do. They were pleasantly surprised. Why do you think they made a trade for Gardner Minshew? Because at the beginning of the year, they may not have been. 
there was a huge unknown. What is the first move that they make for Sirianni is to get him a quarterback? That's the first move you make is to get Sirianni a quarterback. Okay? Then they get out to the two and five start. Remember, there was some rumors that maybe Mitchell gets some starts. Or by week eight, I was saying, hey, they may go to him. I've had numerous people, Jimmy Johnson, Dave wants that, come on and say, I thought they were going to go to Mitchell. EC, thanks for coming aboard, brother. Please hit the like button, folks. Your three coming up. We'll see. Picking, I, I, I don't think it's got anything to do with years. I think it's got everything to do with whether or not Jalen Hurts becomes the style of play they want. Watch this. If Jalen gets better at what he did a year ago, Who's to say that's what Philadelphia wants their offense to look like moving forward? You see, no matter how good he looks, no matter how much he improves, what if he runs for 1,000 yards this year, throws for 3,100 yards, and is is responsible for 28 touchdowns? Is that going to be good enough to keep his job? If you're still 9-8, and 8-9, eight, eight and nine, and he does all those things, is that going to be good enough for the Eagles to say, yeah, he's the guy. When he's still struggling at finding wideouts, and that's the only way you win in today's NFL. You see, Jordan says, I would think so. You would? You think you're going to beat the Cincinnati Bengals with the style of football that the Eagles play? No way. No way. You think you're beating the Rams or the Bucks? You think you're beating the Bills, the Chargers, the Chiefs? Get this. Look what the Chiefs did to the Eagles last year. I don't even know who the running back is, and they ran for 200 yards on you. I don't even know who they have running the ball. And Andy Reid ran for 200 yards on you. They didn't even really have to go to their passing game. They, they ran for 200 yards on you. You're not, you're, not, you're not beating these elite teams in the NFL with that style. Because here, I made the comment a couple days ago. You get a 10-point lead on that Eagle team, you're, over, you're done. You get a 30-point lead on Patrick Mahomes, he can still beat you. You get a 30-point lead on the Philadelphia Eagles, you're looking for next week. You do not have an offense that can throw yourself out of trouble. You run in the ball 28 times and you're down 20, your game's over. And get this, it's not anything that Jalen's doing except it's his style of play that they have a problem with. Jeffrey Lurie said it at the owner's meeting. We want a wide open offense and we want to throw the ball down the field. He wasn't talking about that guy. And then he turns around and he does the salesman pitch on everyone. Oh, but we love Jalen. We could do it. Well, that's not who Jalen is. You think Jalen's going to all of a sudden turn into Dak Prescott and all of a sudden, he's going to turn into Donovan McNabb. You know, it's funny. People were saying, I asked Barrett Brooks this. 
Do people think that Jalen Hurts can become Donovan McNabb? Never happen. Donovan McNabb was an elite franchise quarterback. McNabb is a Super Bowl win away from going to Canton. He's like, I know he whined. I know he cried. I know he bitched, but I don't care. At the four NFC championship games. Fee says they don't love Jalen. I think they're really in like with him. Feast. I think they're really in like with him. People dig the long ball. It's today's NFL. Jordan says we need to give Hurts weapons, Dan. All we have is Smitty and Goddard. Yeah, but they're not doing it. And when they do it, they're going to draft, like John McMullen says, a wide receiver that, watch this. What if they take a wide receiver in the first round? Let's do this. What if they take, let me get one of these kids. For some some crazy reason, what if Burks is there and they draft Burks? Let's play along with me. So they got Burks on the team. They got a former Heisman winner, Devontae Smith. And they got Dallas Goddard, who they just gave a contract to. So you got Burks, Smith, and Goddard. Let's just say you have that. And Miles Sanders, who I like, actually. Say you have that. What if not one of those guys gets 1,000 yards receptions and receiving yards? What if these guys are under 70 catches? That quarterback's fired. No matter how good he looks, he's fired. Jared Goff was fired in Los Angeles, and he won the NFC Championship and got to a Super Bowl, and he was fired in L.A., because he couldn't get the football to Woods and to Cooper Cup. I showed you what his numbers were the year previous to the 1,900-plus yards. The guy had 900 yards and like three touchdowns. You brought in Stafford, he went over 1,900 and had like 140-some-odd catches. It, It was a transformation in that system. You see, Sirianni is being held back here on what he really wants to do. Sirianni's looking at this the same way that Brian Dable is looking at Daniel Jones. Brian Dable looks at the game film and already knows Daniel Jones sucks, but he's got to work with it because that was part of the hiring process. When Nick Sirianni took the job in Philadelphia, part of it was we got a quarterback on a rookie contract. We want to rebuild the team around that contract, not around Jalen. You're not paying a $35 million salary to anybody. One of the few teams, it's not. Look at what they got going on in Cleveland. 
you got a guy on that roster that's making $18 million in Baker Mayfield, and you got another guy now that's making $50 million in Deshaun Watson. Mayfield won't be there. But look at some of the salaries going around the room now. You're going to have to pay a quarterback $45 million. And before the Eagles get into that room, they want to have a team, like John McMullen says, with assets on it so that when they do either draft or get a free agent or trade for a quarterback, they have assets on the team. This is how I think the 2022 season, guys, will be a good season but you're not a Super Bowl contending team. Okay? Pickett says that McNabb threw the dirt too. You, Yeah, you know what that tells me? So you're telling me that you think that Jalen Hurts could become Donovan McNabb? Never in a billion years. Never. He'll never be that guy. You are underestimating how good that guy was. I don't think you respect the talents that he had. He's the best quarterback in your franchise history. He's the best QB you've ever had. Was he stupid at times? Yeah. But all those guys at that position are quirky and have all kinds of weirdo ways about him. But I don't care about that. I care about winning ball games. I don't care if he's your best friend. I care he wins games. Lou says they're definitely handcuffing Sirianni. Hopefully, regardless of who's calling the shots, hopefully they figure this shit out. I think they're trying to figure it out. Listen, you know what they're doing? Okay? They're using Jalen's contract to build the team. They're not using Jalen to build the team around. They're not. They're not building the team around Jalen. They're using that rookie. I got. I'm, I'm starting to see it now. I'm having an epiphany here with this. They're not building the team around Jalen. They're building the team around his contract. Paying him $1.5 million now. They got one more year on that. You imagine the latitude you get to fill all kinds of holes like they did in Seattle. And by the way, let's be candid about Seattle and how they built that championship team up there with Russell Wilson. They went out and got Matt Ryan. Remember? The backup quarterback to... Brett Favre in Green Bay, he had one great game. They gave him $17 million. They brought him in to be the starter. What happened? The third rounder, a.k.a. Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson, beat him out. And Russell Wilson was on a rookie contract. I told you this, guys, before. Tavares Jackson, who was another backup quarterback, made more money than Russell Wilson, Wilson's first two years in the league. That's how they built the contracts up with Cam Chancellor, with Richard Sherman, Michael Bennett, building the Legion of Boom up, paying Marshawn Lynch, having the O-line intact. When they had to start paying Russell, what happened? Thing fell apart. Before the Eagles get to that position where they have to pay a quarterback, they want the team to be somewhat intact. Okay? That's what they're looking at here. You guys are insane with McNabb. You guys don't respect that guy's game. It's unbelievable what I'm reading here. You guys really think so little of that guy? You're out of your tree. 
hair out of your tree. That guy could play. Listen, did he not bring home the Lombardi? I get that. Marino didn't bring it home either. Okay? Marino didn't bring it home. And they call that guy one of the greatest passers of all time. I'll tell you what, Donovan McNabb is more accomplished in the postseason than Dan Marino will ever be. That's a fact. How do you take that? McNabb is more accomplished than Dan Marino in the postseason. I don't know how you think of Marino. Right? He's more accomplished. D-Train goes, hell no. McNabb spoiled us Eagle fans. Greatest quarterback you've ever had in your franchise history. McNabb was a very good quarterback. But he lost that Super Bowl. Horn Frog, that's fair. That's fair because I always tell you, hey, second place trophies. <laughs> I don't know anybody that goes, hey, man, I'm really glad I won the silver in the Olympics. Hey, can, hey man, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy I won the bronze medal. I'm with you. I get it. Big Chris, five NFC title games, one NFC championship. So let me get this right. So you guys think little of Jim Kelly for going and winning four straight AFC championships. How do you look at Jim Kelly? How do you look at Jim Kelly? Was Jim Kelly NFL great? So if you're going to shit on McNabb, you're shitting on Kelly too, right? Kelly was not a good quarterback because he lost four Super Bowls, right? Even though they were all in consecutive years, you'll never see anybody go to four straight Super Bowls. You'll never see that ever again in your life. He didn't win one. Kelly's a choker. Kelly's a choker. Jim Kelly. <laughs> Jim Kelly might be one of the toughest people I've ever known. Jim Kelly. I don't think you guys know who he is. You think Jim Kelly is a choker. Or maybe the kicker missed it. Or the defense gives up 55 points to the Cowboys. But Jim Kelly's a choker. I don't know, man. Man. Hey, Jim Kelly's one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. Now, again, I get it. I'm very... Sensitive to Kelly, going through what he's going through with his cancer in his mouth, and he's a hurricane brother of mine. Just so you're right. It's probably because I'm jaded. It's probably because I'm jaded. It is. It's got to be. But when you put on the game tape of Kelly and the Kelly gun too, I don't know. That's not how I look at Jim. No rings? Okay, old Cole, you're right. Marino, no rings. Another, another. Here, Kelly was better than Marino. One more. Kelly dominated the Dolphins. Dominated them. Dominated Dan Marino. 
Oh, by the way, they all went in the same draft. Kelly had way more success. But Dan Moreno's considered to be the great one. I know it sounds like I'm ripping on a paisan. I'm not really. I'm just. Yeah. I, I Hey, Pasquale, it, it, it's clearly, hey, it's clearly, you know, there's no doubt I have some bias. Kelly's transitioning as a woman. No, he's losing weight because he has cancer. That's why. Jim Kelly has cancer. Yeah, no, he's losing a lot of weight because Kelly's got an illness. It's cancer. So, yeah, no. Blackledge, too. Absolutely. Tony Eason was also in that draft. You know, actually, Tony Eason had a career record against Dan Marino, and he had a he had a winning record against Marino. How was Jim Kelly doing with his cancer cells? And he took part of his uh, job out because he's got because he chewed a lot when he was younger, and um, they took a portion of his jaw out and they put like fake bones in there and stuff. He can't really speak as much. I'd like to have him on the show. Maybe he would do it. I don't know. He's been on my show. I think he came on my radio show when I still had the radio show a year ago. I don't know if he would do it now, but you know, yeah, it was a prostate cancer. Yeah. I thought, I, I, I thought he, I, I know they took part of his jaw out. Hey man, that's a good point too, Craig. Thurman Thomas was a dog back there in that backfield. You know, Thurman Thomas, I believe was a second rounder. I think he I think he was a second rounder out of Oklahoma State. I th- oh yeah, hey Matt. That Bills special by ESPN that 30 for 30 when they won those four straight AFC titles. Absolutely. Must watch. Man, those Marv Levy teams were spectacular. You know one of the greatest sayings that Marv Levy used to have? He used to say this, if you're going to sit around and guard your desk all day, don't. Go home. I want you here. I want you to be productive, get your work done, and go home. Just go home. Go home. All right, let me ask you the question about Nick Sirianni. You think he's the right guy for Jalen? You think he's the right guy? Is Nick Sirianni going to get the best out of Jalen Hurts? Does Nick Sirianni want to coach that style? Does Jalen Hurts give Nick Sirianni the ability to get the most out of his playbook? All the plays and all the things that Sirianni has in store in mind for what the offense he envisions, when he envisions here, when Sirianni and Howie and the personnel department are sitting in a room all by themselves, do they envision Sirianni taking Jalen Hurts? Let's just do it. But being better than Donovan McNabb. Do you see that? No, because Sirianni hasn't had a quarterback like this. Ernest says the answer of all this is hell no. 
I think Sirianni is all in. Okay? He has to be. He's got to coach him up. That's his job. Look at Carl. Hope so? Carl, the worst thing you could tell me. Frederick says, not at all, Dan. By the way, I'm just trying to figure out how they're going to go forward here together. Got to work together here. Sean says, Dan, what do you think about Cooks from Houston? He had that th- th- that Houston offense. Isn't that uh, Dana Hoberson? That's the head coach of the Houston Cougars. Is it? Isn't the old West Virginia coach there now, Sean? I, am I right? Dana Hoberson's there. Doesn't he coach that offense? That's a wide open offense. Always has been with the Houston Cougars. Steve says Sirianni needs to get his own quarterback. Jalen will never be a better passer than McNabb. I'm with you, Drew. Stafford says Sirianni is handcuffed by Hertz. Hertz rarely gets to the second options. You're right. Howie's the governor on this engine. That's why it putters out sometimes, Rico. Yes, Dane is at Houston now. Yeah, he used to be the old West Virginia coach. And they like to throw the ball. And and, and anybody that's in, you know, a passing offense like that, I'm all over that. If you've got the quarterback that you can get it to. Larry says, we may never know how good or bad. That's right, Larry. Larry. That's right. Because, Larry, I don't think your front office is all in on him. I just don't. I, I do not think they're all – their actions are not showing it. Look, that trade they made yesterday, it's not for Jalen Hurts. That trade they made is to give Jalen Hurts one more year, 17 games, regular season, and to build a team according to John McMullen for the next guy. Obviously, John thinks that this is Jalen's last year. When you make a comment like that, he thinks this is his last year as a starter of the Eagles. For the next guy? What do you think this is a GI plan or a GI bill where you get five years to sit around with Jalen? That ain't happening. That's John McMullen saying that. He's around the team all the time, around Howie and them guys. People that ask questions at the press conferences. Xander says, John went as far as to say that the Eagles have already made their mind. They just didn't have the path to upgrade this year. That's a freaking incredibly great take by John McMullen. Because I agree. There's no one in the draft. They don't see it. Okay? And again... You see what's happening here now. I hope you understand. They're not building the team around Jalen. They're building it around his contract. They're building the team around a guy they're not paying. You're paying Zach Pascal more money than you're paying Jalen Hurts. Do you know that in base salary? Zach Pascal the 94th ranked wide receiver according to Pro Football Focus makes more money than Jalen Hurts. Seals, why do people want Hurts to fail? No, Matt Hatter. The Eagles don't want him to fail. 
No, no, no. They just don't like his style. Dude, it's like it's it's like buying a suit. Versace versus Valentino. Okay? You you may like this Versace suit or this Gucci suit. You're gonna pick one or the other. Well, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Versace suit. Okay, I like Versace. High button. I'm gonna take the high button. That kind of fits my look. I like that look. Okay? There's nothing wrong with the Gucci. There's nothing wrong with Chanel. It's just how you look. Chanel's too gaudy for me. I don't want it. It's not my style. That's all it comes down to. This is like a beauty pageant here. That's what it's coming to. It's not wanting him to fail. Why would Howie want his second round draft choice to fail? Because he's going to move him this coming off season. It is a, hey, by the way, you guys haven't even thought this one up. Say he plays again really well. Doesn't that drive his market value up when they dish him and they, and they move him on the open market for a potential high draft choice? They do not want to win games with that kind of style. John McMullen's comments even more so solidify the fact that they're looking for a guy that could throw the ball 38 times a game. The Philadelphia Eagles don't want to run the ball 38 times. They want to throw the ball 38 times. They want to get into the modern-day NFL. Jaw said that. Jaw said that in the first hour of this program, and if you missed it, please go back and watch what he said. If I was in today's NFL, I would never, I would never run the ball. I would never run the ball. Jeffrey, your girl's name is Chanel? Awesome. I knew a girl in Dallas, man. She was at the Million Dollar Saloon. Her, her name was Chanel, too. Just saying. <laughs> oh, I actually love that name. Very Italian. That's right. Great one, Yell. Throwing the ball is big business, too. Gambling. Red Zone Channel. In-game game gambling. Oh, don't you think the owners know that? Pretty soon you're going to be able to sit at Lincoln Financial, run up to the sports book that's there at the place, and make a prop bet. The new quarterback throws for 400 yards. The new quarterback throws a 50-yard pass in the fourth quarter. I'll bet 50 bucks on that. NFL wants passing statistics. Why do you think the NFL doesn't give a shit about their all-time numbers? They could care less. Baseball guards those numbers, those old school numbers from the 1920s and the 1930s. You know why the NFL has skyrocketed past baseball? Baseball is still stuck in their history. The NFL is looking at their future. And their future has nothing to do with their history. Zero. That's why they shit on San Diego. That's why they shit on Oakland. That's why they shit on St. Louis. They didn't care about that fan base. They cared about increasing the value of the league. They were more important about the value of the teams going up. What a better way to do it than to legalize gambling. Old Cole, you're right. 
it's the second best thing to the WWE. The WWE, WrestleMania, we just saw. I agree with Xander. It is the best non-NFL sporting event that you can watch in sports in this country. Hey, March Madness was great. The ratings are proving that. But that's entertainment at its finest. And you know what's crazy? You know the Titanic sunk in that thing. And you still watch it. There's almost like when you watch the movie Titanic, like uh, the boat sinks, right? You still watch the movie. Yeah, I, I know the boat sinks. <laughs> what's what's the catch? It's a great movie. Well, the boat sinks. <laughs> I get it. That's what wrestling is. Okay, wrestling is is all that. I know who wins. Who do they want to get over? You you don't really know who do you want to get over. But I'll, I'll, I'll take the cafe off here. That's what we used to say to people when people were walking around us and we were talking about our plan. When we got into wrestling matches, who would get over? And someone would walk in that doesn't know. We'd go cafe, cafe. When you go cafe, you, you, you stop talking about what you're going to do. Like Vader came to me and go like this. Hey, look. You kick me in the head. You do this. You get me rocking and rolling. Um, I won't powerbomb you. I'm like, you're not powerbombing me, bro. But if you want, you can leg kick me or whatever. And what we would do is go over the, the middle and the finish. The finish is important. Okay? And you know that you know what that what, that's wrestling. However, the stuff in the middle is entertaining. These guys are the best. They're the best stunt people that we've ever seen. Cactus Jack is without a doubt the greatest stunt man I've ever seen in my life. He does the biggest bumps I've ever seen. He's incredible. Best, my opinion, he's the greatest wrestler of all time because he had no fear in doing anything. Jump off the top of the ceiling of the arena. Hit, hit him in the head with glass. I mean, this guy was insane. <laughs> Never seen any like it, man. He 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 didn't have any fear, man. I'm surprised that guy could still walk. Okay? It's about entertainment. Isn't your owner, doesn't he have a background in entertainment? He must look at his Eagle team and go, Ugh. yeah, we're winning. Fans like it. He must have hated that team last year. He's a movie producer. He totally, you think he liked that movie? He probably looks at the Eagles offense and goes like this to Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman. I just watched a B movie. The Eagles are a B movie. And he hates that. He probably hates the Titans. He probably likes the Ravens because Lamar is so electric. All right, let me take a timeout. Please hit the like button here. I think we're getting it now. John McMullen and the things that they're doing this offseason, they're not building this team to have Super Bowl success this year. They're, have, they're building this team to have Super Bowl success with another quarterback in three years from now. That's what how he is. He's a capologist. Keep it here on the National Football Show. 
Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy, Big Show. All right, who's your NBA MVP? Embiid, Joker, Giannis, John Morant. Hey, by the way, hasn't John Morant put those stupid asses that said that Zion Williamson was going to be better than him? He's put that to rest. Zion Williamson, for all the talent he has, there's a prime example of talent wasted because you can't put down the devil dogs. Can you imagine blowing a career like that up because you're fat and undisciplined? Zion Williamson is a bust, not because of his skill, but because he's (laughs) lazy-minded. Dude, that's the worst failure you can have. Please. If I'm on a court or I'm on the ice or I'm on a diamond or a football field, let it be my talent that fails me. Don't let it be something that takes no athleticism, but just it takes motivation and dedication. What a loser. How could you do that to yourself? I'm not playing because I'm fat. Guy's missed 159 ball games in his career. John Morant looks like a superstar. 
Greek Freak and Bede. I'll tell you what, man. That game over the weekend when Giannis schooled Embiid, what do you have, 44? I don't know, man. You want to be the MVP, you got to beat that guy. He's the reigning NBA champion and the reigning finals MVP. You got to beat that guy. I don't care what anybody says. Giannis is the best player in the world. Now, that doesn't always translate into the NBA most valuable player. If that was the case, Jordan and LeBron would win of one multiple, multiple, multiple NBA Most Valuable Player Awards. Isn't it funny? That's a league where the best player in the sport doesn't get the most valuable player. Maybe it should be that way. Like, watch this. Who's the best player in the NFL? You see, it doesn't really matter in the NFL. It's all about the quarterbacks today. I can't even remember the last time an MVP was named in the NFL that wasn't a quarterback. Was it Adrian Peterson? Okay. Was it Peterson that won the NFL's most valuable player? I think, right? I want to think it was Adrian Peterson. The rest of these guys have been quarterbacks. Man, you're not going to see Derrick Henry a couple years ago. I mean, that dude, man. <laughs> That guy looks like he's running downhill every time he gets the ball. Have you ever seen a guy in open space that large? He looks like Ray Lewis running. I'll tell you this, that's Nick Saban's greatest player coming out in his era. It's the Alabama Crimson Tide head coach. That's the best. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. That is an old school running back. He runs like Campbell. And has open field speed like OJ. He is the best. I mean it, man. That guy can move. My wife said this too on draft day. Help me out, Xander. When he went in the second round, I was stunned. My wife goes, that guy went in the second round. My wife goes just like this. He's going to be a star. People missed on him in the first round. You didn't draft Derrick Henry in the first round. <laughs> what were you looking at? What 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 possibly could you have missed? I think this kid Najee Harris is pretty good. I do. I think Najee Harris is pretty good. Jeremiah says that's a hundred percent. Sills Giannis may not have the greatest skill set, but he's a dog. He's a, and he's a better defender than Joel Embiid. Even though I think. And beat has played better defense this year. Okay. Giannis is a perennial defensive player of the year and all defensive guy. Right there, half of the ability goes on the side of Giannis. And then when you add the fact that he can score 30 a night on you, I mean, come on now. 30 a night and the best defender in the game at that size down on the box. Come on, man. And, and by the way, I think Giannis is – in the conversation, I think that Joker's in the conversation. Hey, speaking of fat and out of shape, if the guy from Dallas came in in shape, okay, if he would have come in in shape, he's come on like a lightning bolt lately. If that guy would have been in shape at the beginning of the season, okay, he would have also been in the conversation. But again, he came in out of shape. And B is probably going to win it. 
And Bede's probably going to win it. Okay? But I'll say this. Boy, if I was James Harden, I better get my my sharpshooting going. Because I'm going to tell you this. If that dude does not play well in the postseason for the Sixers, that's it for me with him. Okay? He's just a modern-day version of Carmelo Anthony. I don't play defense. I just like to take shots. That dude is like Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony never had, you know, where he played both sides of the court. And same thing with uh, James Harden. If I'm Kevin Durant, I want out of Brooklyn so bad. Or you get better guys in there. And then you got Ben Simmons in that thing. Oof. Who cares about the MVP? Thank you. Hey, Greg, so you don't care that um, your boy Bryce Harper won the MVP. I tried telling some people in Philly that. You don't care about Bryce Harper winning the MVP then, right, with the Phillies? Bryce Harper wasn't brought in to win MVPs. He was brought in to win World Series. Okay? He was brought in to win World Series. And I always said this. You know what will always be on Bryce Harper's resume? The Washington Nationals got rid of him and won the World Series. He got rid of him. And they won the World Series. That's right, man. Shit, how do you have a franchise like the Phillies in a town that when that team is on, that not eagle-ish, but when the Phillies are on, dude, they got a phenomenal fan base. When they're not on, improve your minor league system. Your pitching sucks. It'll get you in the end. It'll totally get you in the end. Yeah, that's what Xander just said. Fan base is wild. Shit, man, I grew up, I never saw the Phillies bad. Never. How about John Harbaugh? You know, speaking of coaches, talking about Sirianni. So John Harbaugh just got a contract extension. Isn't it funny? They gave the, they gave the contract extension to the coach before they gave the contract extension to the quarterback. Do you read anything into that? No, because John's been there longer. John Harbaugh is the better Harbaugh coach. And Jim's pretty damn good. But who would have thought that the guy who's the quieter guy, the guy who was a special teams coach, would turn out to be a guy in 14 years, have 137 and 88 record, won a Super Bowl, and has put a Hall of Fame resume together. John Harbaugh has put a Hall of Fame resume together. If Mike Tomlin is a Hall of Fame coach, John Harbaugh is a Hall of Fame coach. John Harbaugh has built the culture or has has kept the culture going in Baltimore. And think about what he did too, which makes maybe him a better coach than already than what we're talking about with Sirianni. Think about what he did. He's got Joe Flacco, right? He's got Joe Flacco. 
Inside of that year, he benches Joe Flacco. They put this RPO kid from Louisville in. And I said, you know, maybe this is a good lesson for me on Jalen Hurts. I said this, no way is this going to work. I did. I said, no way is this going to work. He was overthrowing passes. That playoff game against the Chargers, I was like this. This guy sucks. Holy cow. He couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And I'm going like this. No way, man. This guy be out of the league in five years. What does John Harbaugh do? They tailor an offense around Lamar Jackson. And the guy goes on to win the most valuable player award. I'm sitting here going like this. I couldn't have been more wrong about a kid. And, and gladly wrong about a kid than I was about Lamar. Okay. Harbaugh went from Joe Flacco, slow-footed Joe Flacco, to that dynamic player and changed the entire offensive skill set around in like a year. It was incredible. The transformation that the Baltimore Ravens went through. That's coaching. Can Sirianni do that? You think Sirianni is going to have the same influence that John Harbaugh had on Lamar Jackson that he's going to have on Jalen Hurts? Lamar was a Heisman winner. Jordan, that Heisman doesn't mean shit in the NFL. How many Heisman Trophy winners, Lamar or Jordan, have won the Most Valuable Player Award in the NFL? There's three. Stallback, Cam, and Lamar Jackson. Those are the only quarterbacks in the history of the award to win the NFL's Most Valuable Player Award. Okay? Only quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks have won the Heisman Trophy, have won a Super Bowl? Look at that. Stallback. Is Stallback the only guy to win a Super Bowl that's won the Heisman? Yeah. Starr didn't win. Dawson didn't win. Bradshaw didn't win. Aikman didn't win. Um, Baker's, uh, yeah, he's a Heisman and unemployed. Burrow didn't win. Got there, like Cam. Plunkett, nicely done. Nice pull, Drew. Nice pull. Won two of them. Namath, no, didn't win the Heisman. Multi-dimensional. Sills, Harbaugh didn't have Howie interfering. Howie will never let Sirianni be great. Wow. At the end of the show, Xander, put that up there. That's a great take. 
Harbaugh didn't have Howie interfering. Howie will never let Sirianni be great. Because you know why multidimensional? He never let Doug be great. If you don't let a guy who won a Super Bowl be great, isn't that wild? I never thought about why they fired him. Because if Doug part of the turnaround, Doug's going to get the credit for the turnaround, not Howie. You'll never have a coach here that will be here long enough to get the credit for winning. Like Andy Reid was. That's a fact. That's a great take. That's a great take. A g- right, D-Train. A good coach threatens Howie's legacy in Philly. Boy, you know what, guys? This is almost like, hey, this is almost like like, like a classroom here, figuring your team out. It's exhausting. <laughs> hey, it's exhausting. Yeah. He couldn't have Doug here. Because if Doug's part of the turnaround... Doug's going to get the credit. And he gets credit for the NFC title appearances, not Howie. And Howie gets credit for the Super Bowl. Or wait, here, here's one better. How, has Howie gotten rid of everybody that's involved, basically, coaching-wise, and in the front office that was involved in that 2017 Super Bowl? Has he gotten rid of everybody? Wow. Wow. He, he's gotten rid of everybody, hadn't he? The only guy standing in the front office and in the coaching staff is Howie Roseman. Am I right? Before we leave, am I right? Hey, Stoutland, okay, he's not looking for any credit. He's not looking for any credit. What makes him a great coach, he's looking for old linemen. He doesn't give a shit about that. So the O-line coach is here. Little programming note. Thursday, Bruce Arians will join us. Meryl Reese tomorrow. Yes, I know. I love Meryl. I love listening to him. I don't care what anybody says. Meryl Reese tomorrow will be with us. Don't forget, I'll be back with Barrett in the morning, doing the middle. We'll see you back here going four to six. Hey, if you missed that Jaws interview, right at the beginning of the show, he jumped on with us. Some very interesting stuff. Please go back and listen, share it, like it. Thank you so much. Hit that like button. Till then, we'll see you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.